Welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And I am Stephen Gross. And I just had a nap. <laughs> you think you wouldn't be Yay. crappy then? Uh, okay, there, I've been, there's some accusations that are happening. Babies, yeah. A ba- let's give a baby update. Oh, is that what we do now? The baby update is that my I have popped. Uh, According to John, that's what it's called. Because I was looking down, and I'm like, I haven't gained weight, but none of my pants fit, and oh. my stomach's all popped out like this. Because what's weird about it, Steve, is that you hear about it, and I thought, like, it would be this part that would pop yeah. out, but, like, this part has popped out. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Anyway. That's where your uterus is. Yeah. I, well, it's, like, up here. It's not up here. Yeah, it's right in the chest cavity. <laughs> oh, I was right. It's, it's, like, it's like right there. Just behind yeah. the lungs. The yeah. uterus is right here, but like everything <laughs> on the top of it has come up oh. above the belly button, which is, that's what yeah. surprised me. Like, this I was expecting. So I was like, am I just bloated? And John's like, well, I think you popped about three days ago. And I, what I love about that is that he's paying attention, but also he fucking knew not to tell me that I looked fat. Three you days ago. For real? You didn't want to be like, your stomach's sticking out. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't notice until you just showed me. Yeah. And so, here's Rivers saying hi to, hi to Uncle Steve. So, we're watching Yeah, we're, a we're good throwing movie. an audible. We're doing, we're doing what now? We're throwing an audible here. I call it an audible. Yeah. What's that? That means we're changing plans on the fly. Oh. We're not doing raid two. Oh. Or rage carry two. Okay, yeah. Well, we're. I'm putting that off for a week. We are putting it off for a week, or we might actually put a carry two in the correct slot and yeah. have this going after. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's great audio for me to like decide to like have. That. Oh yeah, well, okay. it's a, it's a look behind the curtain on possible audibles. Yes, as the, what they call in uh, what they call in my my brother, my brother, and me parting the kimono. That's made it sound gross. The look on your face. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're watching. Makes a me think fun he's movie. like picking out geisha girls and like, I want to see you nude. <laughs> well, we're watching a movie that um, I, for the life of me, cannot quite remember, and I know I've probably seen it. You have not seen it. It just came out this. Week. No, I, the original. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, Steve, yeah. do you want to tell the people? You, it was your choice. It was your excitement that brought us to this. Yes, I freaking love Hellraiser. One, two, and three. Also, Bloodlines. Is know. it like the one where you have a simple guy that gets made fun of and turned into Pinhead? No. No. That is is not I don't think that. he was simple. And I'm not going to tell you that, what it is because this is actually a reboot of Hellraiser. Yes. But uh, from I've only, I've deliberately haven't watched any trailers or anything like that. The only thing I know about it is someone told me that it follows the source material correctly. But this this looks like a lady. Yeah, but in the original uh, short uh, story, he was androgynous. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, but like, yeah, so it follows the uh, short story Something Something Heart. I, John we, may have to look that do up. Do you know the author of the short story? Clive Barker. Oh, Clive Barker. Yeah. Oh. Um, he wrote the original short story and did it himself. So, I am super excited because. I'm hearing a lot of good things about this movie. It's, the story's called The Hellbound Heart. Hellbound Heart, yes. All right. And so, John, do you want to tell us a little bit about the movie? Well, it stars Odessa Zion, Jamie Clayton, Adam Faison, and Drew Starkey. I don't know any of this. Adam Faison is... Wait, uh, Goran Vizhnik is in it. Oh, my God. He's like one of the last build. He's yeah. this Serbian actor, or Croatian actor, and he's just dreamy. 
Oh, wonderful. Adam Faison sounds familiar. Yeah, sure. It was directed by David Bruckner. That name sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. I may be thinking of Berkheimer though. Bruckheimer? Yeah. Oh, he did this he did VHS. Oh. Okay. Well the first one was okay. So oh. yeah, I really liked VHS. Oh, he's, so. he did the ritual? I like the ritual. Yeah, that was a good movie too. So yeah, yeah he's he's got some uh, I've seen So we're in good hands now as far as um you know direction goes. And the guy from ER has a bit part. Is that the this the the Serbian guy that uh he played What's his face? He, I think Croatian. Yeah, Croatian. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's the one who's like wife and child died, but ends up marrying I think Abby. No, what's his name? Goran Viznik. Okay. So oh, I had a crush. He must not be top billing on this. Then. No, he's no, way down the list. He's yeah. way bottom. He was way in the. He was the only name I recognize. He plays a hedonistic billionaire. <laughs> but then a quick synopsis of this is uh, take on Clyde Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box. Unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites, a group of sadistic supernatural beings from another dimension. Mm. That right sounds on. sexy. All right. Yeah, it does. I want to hopefully separate the two movies, because I love Hellraiser. And so when you're ever watching a reboot, even a reboot that's good, because I ran into this problem with Dawn of the Dead, 2004 remake, you got like, to separate. Like You're not watching... You know, something, uh, something in the same universe, and they're not deliberately yeah. trying to step all over what you liked in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, the ratings on it are not as stellar as they were when it first came out just a week ago, but it's yeah. at a 6.1 on IMDb. Which is about average for. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has movies. a 68% and a 62% audience score. So it was 100%. Yeah, after, that was like when it was eight people. reviews. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's up to 118 reviews, well, and it's starting to see. There's also, I do know, another thing is this is another movie that's being targeted by the anti-woke people. Oh, my God. Is it because the the pinhead is like a androgynous? Yeah, and they picked a female Well, we'll be looking it, at so. the top critics who um, I don't yeah. think would fall into that category. Yeah, no, I'm talking about just the user reviews, probably. I don't think the top critics would. Okay. Okay. So let's start with uh, Jen Cheney from the New York Magazine and Vulture. Gestures at similar ideas and borrows familiar plot points, but makes the classic reboot mistake of adding too much story to what should have been a more concentrated reimagining of the Pinhead universe. She knows what she's talking about. It sounds like it. But then if you go positive, we'll go to Shara Michelle Fredders from MovieFreak.com. This is a phenomenal continuation of Barker's story, one that plays deft homage to both the source material and the original two films, while also expanding the mythology in emotionally complex and dramatically unsettling wow. ways. I hey, like that review. Yeah, hold that, on, like John. Uh, to, to go to what Stephen was saying <laughs> about the reviews being about, you know, a bunch of idiots that are reviewing because they're, you know, racist and misogynists and pieces of trash, read uh, the one from Richard Ridiker from the Austin Chronicle. Okay. Hellraiser is a slick and stylish. Oh, Hellraiser is slick and stylish, but it feels like the ultimate studio-sanctioned version of a transgressive series. It's like, oh, you made it woke from the studio. That made me. Ugh, that made me feel but slimy. A, a positive slash negative review because yeah, it's, it's negative, like, yeah. but it sounds positive to me. Is from Neil Murray of the Los Angeles Times. There's something something lacking for all the flayed flesh and impaled skin in the picture. This Hellraiser isn't sharp enough. Yeah, but I don't want to see good. flayed flesh and impaled skin. 
Uh, yeah, as soon as you said that, my ears perked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, I was just kind of thinking about the Saw movies. Yeah. And, like, it's just not enough complex flesh puzzles. Right? You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, there's just not enough puzzles that are very violent. It's not that there isn't violence. It's that the complexity and the twists and stuff were not very saw-y. And, may- and I could see, like, if you have a very particular vision of Pinhead and what that flayed flesh so, should look like. complex flesh puzzles? Yeah. Like, like a saw. Rubik's saw. Cube made out of skin? Dude, yes. Steve saw. and I... Yeah? Yeah, Steve I've only I, seen the first two. John and I watched all of the Saw in order... Yeah. Together uh, uh, as a part of our mating ritual. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sorry. Courtship. John, courtship. John presents his colors. It's yeah. just like a DVD box set of Saw. It literally was. Yeah. So we actually do he fans them out and yeah. does his mating dance. And so, so, but the thing is, like, when you watch them in a, enough of them in a row, it sort of makes you appreciate, or breaks your brain, but it definitely makes you appreciate how over the top complex and yeah you might guess something or whatever but no one saw it coming and that what, guy was going to stand up and no yeah i saw that one in the theater yeah what was amazing about those two is because they continue usually at the end of the last movie that's where the next one begins yeah like the first six movies are like six days yeah almost you know yeah. and it's fun to watch like that yeah and then they just get that they like there's even like some like plot holes that are completely covered back up yeah and, like, like five movies later yeah like, let's like, fix oh, that hole in part two we totally yeah. meant to do that there were a couple holes Doing in part George one Lucas. that were fixed in the, in yeah. the like part it's, five it sounds like they had the entire run in their heads when they yeah. started yeah. the first one it's fantastic anyway yeah. so i mean anyway so that's just what i meant and like i can see someone that like had a particular vision of the flayed skin and that's what they say is lacking, or he just doesn't understand that the flayed skin is part of it. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and didn't catch. Or he the could nuance. be expecting um, something. Uh, he could just be a fan of the original and could have just been expecting something along those lines. If this is more, if this is more towards the uh, short story, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different than the actual. And movie. like, what's the complaint about? Like, oh, it's the woman playing this androgynous character. Is that? I don't get hard because it's a tall, big, beefy man in leather. Well, like Pinhead was never big and beefy. I no, think Pinhead was pretty androgynous. Was, yeah, but I yeah. think the people. Okay, some of it has nothing to do with um, bigotry. A lot of it, some of it has just to do with their favorite character and actor got replaced. It's like it kind of like if somebody say you replaced Robert the same thing happened to the dude that played uh Warshack when they redid uh Nightmare on Elm Street they got uh, Robert England was not in the yeah. uh, that one. People oh. hated him because yeah. Robert England is Freddy Krueger. Um so some of that is people just a knee jerk reaction. They don't want their guy to be replaced. Now that's not all of them. You know, some of them are yeah. going to be like they replaced. Uh, a lot of people. We don't even. They probably don't even watch Hellraiser. They've probably never even yeah. seen it. But they latch onto it because yeah. it's something that they can be angry about. And another example of how society and Western culture is being overrun by oh SJW liberals and stuff. And it's like a movie where I'm sure there's good, we're going to see somebody's lungs get pulled out of their throat. Yep. <laughs> it's so <laughs> yeah. kind of ridiculous of like, this is woke. You know, oh, yeah. it's like, is it? Is there will it? be chains. There will be t- uh, punishments yeah. and torments. Okay. Um, you John... know one movie that did that right though? Friday the 13th? Changing to Kane Hodder? 
Oh yeah, it's like yeah. the best Jason. Well, they yeah. did that early on. They they that you know, was, no, it was, that no, was way late. No, yeah. I mean changing to Kane Harder, but I'm mean, talking about changing Jasons. Oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah, like, I think that yeah. yeah. But now you'd right have on. a hard time changing your Jason. But in Jason well, versus Freddy, oh yeah, but people freaked out in Jason versus Freddy when they didn't bring Kane Hodder back on. Yeah, and you could tell there was a noticeable difference between uh, the Jason and that. Man, one. watching Kane Hodder breathe. <laughs> Yeah, he does everything. You still have to see Hatchet. He stars in that. Did we see Hatchet? No. I don't think so. Is that the one with Quinn? Brian Quinn? Is it? We should oh, rewatch. We should remember. rewatch the one with Brian Quinn it's for the podcast. Sure. It's not well. Um, okay, so John, yeah, we had Star, our precious lady, come in here. She's very sensitive. She is. Yeah. And she's... so and old, and so we need a, a parental guide. Well, we can do that. So we'll start with sex and nudity as we always do. Woo! It's moderate. Oh. All right. This will make Trish happy and us not so, I guess. Brutal. Because there's no nudity except for male buttocks. Hell yeah. And a close-up of male genitalia. Oh. There's one note here that says some piggy parts. I have no idea what that means. How is that? Like pig butts? Maybe. (laughs) It actually just says some piggy parts. (laughs) What the fuck? I don't know what that means. Okay, well, I like that it says when till I need to look for that male genitalia. It's towards, towards the very end of the film. So, so that's I need to the be guarantee like... that you'll stay awake for the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. I think you need that guarantee, John. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll do all right. I would have fallen asleep, but I took a nap. Uh, violence and gore is severe. Excellent. Yeah. A girl being tortured. Mutilations are shown in great detail. Tendon, bones, flayed skin. Woo! There it is. Man is attacked by hooked chains that are summoned. There's lots of stuff here. I'm getting all horned up. Accidentally, deliberately stab with blades that protrude from the puzzle box. There you go. Yeah. Wires wrapping around someone's face, throat, and arms. Do you think that this is rated R? Um, I don't think it has to be rated, right? Because it's on TV? It's, it's on rated TV? R. It says it oh. right there. Yeah, because I'm sure they oh, wanted to... <laughs> this might be released in theaters as well. I'm yeah. not sure if they did a simultaneous thing, but... Okay. It's my favorite wow. part. Profanity is severe. Nice. 77 uses of fuck. Hell yeah. Including a few barely audible ones and frequent uses of shit. They didn't count that. I can just imagine somebody like leaning in. I was like, I heard it. There (laughs) must be other curse words, but once you get to 77 uses of fuck, it's kind of... It steals the show. Yeah. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. I don't understand why this is ever in here, but moderate. There's smoking and alcohol consumption. Isn't the main character uh, someone, yep. someone struggling with addiction? I can yep. see from the main the TV. character struggles with substance abuse and is seen taking pills. Ah. Frightening and intense scenes are severe, but there's no nothing listed. Nothing listed. It's just like it's just you're like, watching a movie called Hellraiser. Um, have you seen the freaking picture on Hulu of like just the one you click on when you're about to watch the movie, yeah. and it's just like. An almost faceless pinhead. Yeah. You can't see the lips or the eyes. All you would need is rated R for strong, bloody horror, violence, and gore, language throughout, some sexual contact, and brief graphic nudity. That's the peen. That screams R-rated. All right, baby. I'm excited about that. And I guess we don't have any of the information about it because it's a brand new movie. Yeah. We don't usually do brand new movies. And also, uh, hey, heads up, spoilers for Hellraiser. 
Just yeah. so people are like, oh, if anyone's not using this podcast and comes in thinking, oh, I wonder if they're talking about that new Hellraiser movie and they're going to tell me how it's oh, made. Oh, yeah. We're going to have no information about that. We're just responding to the, our, our feelings about yeah. this film. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. All right. Are you ready to watch this thing? Yeah. Let's Woo. go. Okay, so we're about 23 minutes into the movie, and we've had two main sections happen. We had the beginning sequence, which involves a older-than-middle-aged lady yep. who is the runner for an eccentric billionaire, played by Goran Viznich, Um, and she gets boxed from a dude for yeah. a lot of money on the streets in Serbia. Yeah, that's what we all do on yeah. the weekends. And then it cuts to a sex party and a mansion in Massachusetts in the Berkshires. In the Berkshire. Berkshire. Massachusetts. Berkshire. So we cut to this mansion and it's very eyes wide shut and it's following a very scared looking boy who I would pin at like 21 maybe. Yeah, probably. He's got a drink that he's drinking of just like straight liquor which is a very like, you know, I'm just drinking from or like whiskey sounds like a drink people drink. Um, and so he's walking around this sex party where everyone's uh, doing stuff, runs into the older woman who wants to introduce him to the, to the billionaire. Yeah. She's very nice, right, Steve? Uh, yeah. So she seems helpful. She tells him to go down a hallway, and he goes into this room that's like in every evil billionaire's, like, like every evil billionaire in movie, television, and video games, I can't there's wait a to room be a, like this. I can't wait to be an evil billionaire. Yeah, and he's got this room that's huge, and it's just for these like big glass cases with small objects of significance. I would put things that were completely worthless in those, <laughs> just to throw people off. Just like uh, you could put a puzzle box there, but yeah. inside it's just a coin, a, yeah. a penny. It's a haunted penny. It's but my yeah. PBR glass. So he has a bunch of these like cases and it's got a book in one and something else and something whatever and then but one that doesn't have a case is not what people traditionally associate with uh with this movie hellraiser Richard petty collector's plates it, yeah. no it's so like it has a general look of the hellraiser box that you remember from you the look first at couple it movies and you're like this is definitely the hellraiser box but it's yeah. longer and different and the guy's picked in, picking it up. He picks it up and plays with it. And then Gordon Vision shows up. And he's like, oh, yeah, you could touch it. And he doesn't touch it himself. <laughs> he's like, you could touch it. And he's like, you could solve the puzzle. And he's like, what do I get if, if, uh, if I solve the puzzle? And Goran just laughs maniacally and says, I get something. Yeah, uh, that would be my red flag there. That's when you like, go home. Yeah. But, but it seems like he wanted to meet the billionaire. Like, that's why he's at the party. Yeah. So I think it's like, maybe he likes boys. I was thinking I that, too. That like, that. he had a different, like... He looked like this. the tension of this kid that is there and doesn't really want to be there, but he is there. Some real um, Kevin Spacey vibes. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty... I mean, I gotta say, the actor did a very good <laughs> yes. job portraying Creepy. what it would be like for a 20-year-old to go to this kind of party yeah. um, when he didn't really... I feel yucky now that you said Kevin Spacey. That's <laughs> <laughs> a really good explanation. Uh, yeah. um, so, I mean, he did end up dead, much like... Horribly, uh, too. Man, yeah. They, oh, was he dead? Did they show him dead? So the guy uh, opens up the box. <laughs> he won't be dead. He, like, you know, he's like a puzzle box, 
And then it's super it's simple to his, solve. It's so simple, except so it stabs his hands and he pulls it out, and it turns out it poisoned him. And like he tries to run out the room, but he can't because Goron's got like a button that like puts down giant metal, beautiful metal doors. Which like who came and installed that? <laughs> you know, like, someone what are you using this for? like you had to get like well, no, a contractor. Like, yeah, he's like this is my safe room. With it's my, gigantic. It like, has like, all of my prizes. And also you know, many safe other torch out there to, like, like, bars. Yeah. yeah, and so anyway, uh, dude passes out kind of, but then suddenly, like Goron picks up the the thing, or the the puzzle box, and now it's got pointy ends on both sides because it was still moving. Yeah. Right. I guess moving from the blood, and it's pointy on both sides, and he picks it up, and you're watching Goron in the foreground, the eccentric billionaire in the foreground. While in the background that's blurry, you see this guy being ripped apart by chains. Oh, he's just being held taut. Held very taut by chains. You can't see where they come from. Almost like they come from another dimension. Well, you saw the, um, you saw for a brief second the walls opened up, and you yeah. could see the, uh, the like, well, let's call it deadlights, because, yeah. you know, but, like, coming in from... Yeah. They, so they mentioned, um... He goes and does a speech, but he's offering up sacrifice to Leviathan. Yes. Which is the god of hell. And, you know... Uh, yeah, and he movie. wants to have an audience with Leviathan. Yeah. And that's... He's a penitent talking to... Wanting to have an audience with Leviathan. Where it's just like, how do you get there? I mean, you're already a billionaire. Why do you need to, like, talk to the devil? Yeah. Well, how did he become a billionaire? Oh, snap. Mm -hmm. um, and so then we cut to... We don't see what happens... But we cut to, uh, what's her name again? Riley? Yeah, I think that's So, Adessa... Azion. Azion is, um, is the main character. And she's a, a recovering pill addict. And we first get to meet her as she's boning someone she met in recovery. In, like, AA. And, uh, and she comes out and her, like, she's living with her brother. And they interrupt a dinner party. And so, anyway, the brother doesn't want her dating this guy... Because they met at AA, and that's a bad idea, because she might relapse, because she's with a guy from yeah. AA, and she's, like, traditional, like, traditional person in recovery that's, like, definitely going to relapse soon. Like, it's fine, I'm just going to do what, I mean, yeah. I can control myself. Yeah. So she goes to hang out with this guy, and they're, like, smoking pot, and, well, there's a bong there that's been used, and there's, like, beer, drinks everywhere, and, and she needs money. Because waitressing just doesn't have a lot of money in it, John. No, not if you're rude when you're a waitress. No, not if you're a horrible person <laughs> or mean or whatever. But anyway, so he's like, oh, well, I make deliveries for a billionaire and no one actually watches where all the stuff is. So, like, let's go break in and steal the thing. Yeah, he said there was one shipment that was just left there. Yeah, and so he, she goes with him and they go in there and there's just a regular safe inside of a shipping container and they open the safe and it's got the puzzle box inside which yeah. is back to its tiny form yeah she gets kicked out of the house because she's hammered when she gets home um and she has until the morning but decides to leave right away well cause... no when she started talking back he just like get the fuck out oh yeah she made him say get the fuck out and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff um and so she was putting all of her stuff in her car she she sees some pills and she says, "I don't need pills." To herself, we didn't see. She didn't say that, but she pours them on the ground, and then she picks them back up and takes them. Yeah. 
off of the ground that's all wet and gross. Adds a little extra oomph to Street them. pills. Yeah, street yeah. pills. And so then she's taking the pills, and she's gone into a little creepy kid's playground with the puzzle box, and that's where we're at. How do you guys feel about the movie thus far? Uh, I mean, it's just been set up. Well, you know, we're only 23 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, the first 10 minutes of it were really good. Yes. And we're introduced to a very obnoxious and annoying I really hope they don't try to make us like sympathize with her one thing I hate is movies misjudging how the audience will react to obnoxious drug addicts yeah and like so like you just gotta understand where she's coming from and like not like I hope that she chills out like remember nope we hated the sister yeah the first hour of that movie yeah. and they find and they got it to where like she yeah. was you know redeemable yeah and yeah and i think that they they did a good job because that's a hard line to thread a hard yeah. needle to thread so i'm looking forward to seeing how they have a kind of if there is a redemption arc i mean she's clearly the supposed to be the main character um she's a heroine that's and so nice. and you know just like any horror movie she's got problems so she has to suffer yeah and she's had sex twice already yeah and that means that... But we, with the same guy. Jason's going to come and kill her. With the same guy. That means Jason's going to come kill her. Jason's going to come get her. I think it was a setup. I don't know. I don't know if the guy, her little boyfriend set her up or if like they both were set up for this and this yeah. was just like, hey, silly drug addicts, come and get my stuff and, yeah. and I want to give more stuff to Satan. Anyway, are you guys ready to go? Yep. Let's okay, go. let's go. So Steve says he's coming on a woman. No, what? sorry, whoa, sorry, whoa, whoa, sorry, sorry. Whoa, this is rated our podcast. We're uh, fifty-seven minutes in. Crap, having a good time. This is fun. <laughs> I know that I always say that in all the movies we watch. So, but I think it's good. This, yeah, this, this is a good damn movie. Yeah. yeah. So Steve, what do you want to tell us about? Okay, it? okay. So the woman, the main character, sucks. Yes. She's a drug addict. The actress um, is really good. Yeah, at she's training. good at it, but like, she's uh, overly emotional. She's just grimy. She's selfish. She's uh, oh. by grimy, just actually dirty. Yeah, but so, like, she's been dirty for a while. But you like, know? I you know, so like, I could can't I, I can't stand her character. It sucks. Yeah. That's why I love this so much. Yeah. How many times, especially in the 80s and the 90s, has the main woman been pure as the driven snow? Yes. And it's like good versus evil. Yeah. And you know she's going to win because she's pure, and that's the reason why she wins. Yeah. This woman is a, a woman. She's the worst. She, yeah, she's the worst, but she's like... She has flaws, massive yeah. flaws. She, but when you say like she's a woman, she's like she's an actual human being. She's an actual yeah. human she's being. She's an actual character. Yeah. Which is like one thing. Okay, just to give a quick recap. So basically, she gets kicked out. She gets high on a drug. We said she got yeah. high. The her, floor, the ground pills. The ground pills. Well, I think uh, before that, uh, like her brother comes. Basically, when she gets high and she's like swinging around on the um, and she was like doing the stuff with the. Um, the Ruby's Cube the slash configuration. Yeah, she found the second the second configuration, and she didn't get cut. She passes out. Her brother finds her because he woke up from a dream involving chains. He finds her and he cuts himself on that fucking box. Right. Yeah. 
goes to clean his hand after because he's worried because she's gonna fucking die one of these days on one of these um, mm-hmm. these things. And he goes to wash his hand off in the most disgusting bathroom because it's a public bathroom at night. And it is uh, he gets uh, taken. Yeah. And she has seen a bunch of the Cenobites, and that's what we find out. That's what their name is later, but obviously we knew what they were before coming in. Yeah, because they come on and said that blade was meant for yeah. you. Yeah. So she like the cops don't really believe her because um, well, no she one was really high. Believes her. She's- High crazy. and drunk well, and kind of crazy. Is. Kind of. Yeah. He and says so, she, he believes her. But. So she goes uh, She goes back to the apartment that she just left, and the boyfriend of her brother, who's mad at her because, or like he's obviously upset because Matt's missing, and Matt's the brother. Um, it's like, I told you not to leave, blah, blah, blah. She leaves again because she's petulant yeah. and an addict, goes to the boyfriend to have sex, and then sees a Cenobite during sex, which I gotta say, that's gotta be one of the worst things to see when during you're sex. like, especially because they were like getting in there mm-hmm. and just like turn around and see this like flayed person. Um, and so basically she talks to him about everything. He doesn't quite believe her. She does some research because he doesn't know, like he didn't know who his boss was. He didn't know who owned the warehouse. We think. We yeah. think, but I think, I don't know. I'm suspicious of it because he never touches that fucking box. Nope. And, and he, he never knew instinctually t- not to. Yeah, and yeah. he also, like, at one point he tries to throw it away, quote-unquote, yeah. um, by putting it, wrapping it in something and putting it, you know what I mean? So it doesn't yeah. touch it. So um, so basically they go, they find the woman that we saw earlier, because it's six years later yeah. from the events of the first sequence. She's that lung cancer or something like that. She's got the cancer from being, yeah. you know, helping the evil billionaire. And so who, <laughs> Goran is playing an Italian billionaire. Um, and so, which is funny, but anyway, so they basically, sh- they go to her, uh, the woman that was helping the billionaire find young boys and stuff to kill. And she explains a little bit that she was, she just left the box there to keep it in storage, basically. No, she locked it away. She, she locked yeah. it away from anybody. Yeah. yeah. And so she was just locking it away. And then she says, I'll lock it away again. Yeah. But, and she mentions that she worked for Voight, who was the, the name of Goran's character, um, the eccentric billionaire that he was terrible that he disappeared mm-hmm. and so she realizes and she's like you know did anyone get basically she's like oh your brother got taken to your brother's disappeared too or whatever yeah. so woman tries to take the box and gets cut on the box because yeah. as they're because <clears throat> as you're saying like it's a very simple puzzle box but that's kind of the point because they yeah. want you to solve it so yeah. it, it, it's solved in different stages and each stage gives you and then like you turn something thing. and it's like okay you won yeah. I'm going to yeah. automatically put myself in this new position. Yeah, and so okay. but here's a knife to cut yeah. you, you yeah. know. And so um so she gets taken in a very interesting sequence. Um now, you know, she gets in a fight with her boyfriend and she goes off to the Voigt's mansion yeah. to try to find out more information, which she does, and she yeah. finds a little book that has all the different sequences of of this particular the puzzle box. configuration, yeah. We also got to see the Cenobites talk a little bit. A little bit, yeah. They we saw a little bit of Pinhead, too. Yeah, they said, save your voice to, um, save your voice for screaming to the woman that was about to die. Yeah, yeah sounds um, right. Yeah, and so, uh, and now, so she's in the uh, mansion, the Riley is, and she thinks she sees her brother, goes up to hug him, and there's this amazing scene where she's hugging her brother, and she's putting her hands really good practical effect into yeah. like a cinnabite flayed back yeah he's yeah. been skinned yeah basically. and she looks at the mirror and sees that and runs away and runs into 
the brother, I'm sorry, she runs into her boyfriend, her brother's boyfriend, and a woman that I think is just a good friend. Yeah, just a friend. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's part of it, because they came to get her, and she's acting crazy. The boyfriend says he believes her, but I, so, I think he's in on it. Here's So we saw Pinhead. Yeah. And Pinhead obviously is the epicenter of the Hellraiser yeah. movie. He's like the Freddy Krueger. Um, now, the original, I don't remember who played Pinhead, and I should have looked up the name, and I'm sorry. But the the whole gist of Hellraiser and the short story Hellbound, how Clive Barker had a fetish, a BDSM fetish. He went into a BDSM bar, and that's really what kicked it off. And that's why in the earlier movies... They're all clad in leather, yeah. and there's chains and all that stuff. This pinhead, although we've only seen her, they, him, or it, uh, briefly, does not... It's just... She, her whole body is flayed, and like, yeah. in her, she has pins in her head. I will say that Pinhead's original garb was a lot more intimidating. Yeah. Not as grotesque. And yeah, wasn't it like a leather... It was a leather... Trench coat kind Yeah, of kind of went all the way up the neck. Yeah. But... It's, it was, it, this the version seems daddy. to be more grotesque. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Whether yeah. or not you want Pinhead to be intimidating or grotesque. Well, and the thing, I guess, from what I'm getting, we're 57 minutes in, so we're about halfway through the movie. This movie's about exactly two hours long. Two hours and one minute. Two hours and one minute. The situation is what's horror, where the horror is, Well, it's right? like it's the like, first one. The first one, the Cenobites didn't even show up. Until oh, the really? Yeah, it's... Yeah, and so, like, I'll see... It'd be interesting to see, like, do you have to kill the main boss to save your brother or yeah. something like that? Or is it just that there's a whole bunch of them... And maybe that could annoy people, too, if, like, there's a whole bunch and Pinhead's not, like, the main one. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, there's been... I like how they're different. I am very much reminded of a Rick and Morty episode that came out, like, last that's season. That's where this came from. I mean, yeah. that's where the Rick and Morty episode came yeah. from. They would make fun of Hellraiser. Yeah. And so, and of the Cenobites and, and, like, and Rick, like, changes it so instead of feeling pleasure at pain, they feel pain at pain. Yeah. And they're using his dad as uh, doing his stand-up. Yeah. Or karaoke or something oh. like that. Oh, yeah, they're using, um, what's-his-face, so yeah. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so, should we go? Yep. We are an hour and 25 minutes in, and I fucking called it. I called it! You did. The boyfriend has been so helpful all along. Leave. I called it. I know. I called it first. I called it for totally. I, ca- called it. I called it first. Oh my god! Steve's making that crap up. You act like we don't have this has on here. Warped your brain. <laughs> Are you seriously gonna let this man disparage your wife? <laughs> I heard you call it. I didn't hear anybody else oh. call. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see. I see what's happening. Here. So Maybe they'll heard me. Okay. So we had some fun adventures with Cenobites, and uh, she won. So the girl. Did we talk about? I feel bad that the tooth clacker said if I died. Yeah. So the I girl, like we got, oh, we, okay. So basically, um, it turns out that Voight is still alive in that, um, in that castle of his. Yeah. And he stabs um, the friend, not the boyfriend, but the friend of, um, of Matt, who is missing, yeah. the brother that's missing, in the back with the box, right? So he had moved it and stabbed her in the back. Yeah. And then they try to escape with her in a van, and she ends up getting taken because everyone... It's like, as soon as you're not paying attention to the person that has just been cut, that's when they get taken by the Cenobites. Very amazing cinematography. So they end up crashing the van, going back... 
the Cenobites kind of show up when um, Riley is trying to throw the uh, the box into the river, and she gets cut. Yeah. yeah. And so she has to like sacrifice too. So they end up going back to the house at the insistence of the boyfriend, mm-hmm. and ends up like the boyfriend gets bit on um, on his arm. By you Tooth know, Clacker. Cenobite. Yeah, by Tooth Clacker. And she stabs Tooth Clacker. Yeah. And Tooth Clacker, you know, just stands up and he gives himself to the beast yeah. ripped apart <laughs> by uh, chains. And then so we got to hear a nice little speech from uh, Pinhead. Right. And the pins themselves... They're beautiful. Are very pretty, yeah. They've got pearls. And they're longer than I thought they'd be. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, what, six inches? They went all the way through her throat. I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty long in the yeah. original. Yeah. yeah, they're very cool. And so, uh, so anyway, um, the toothhead clacker guy is dead. We go back into the house, and the house has been shut down, and the Cenobites can't get in through because of the metal around yeah, the house. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, she goes off with her brother's boyfriend to talk about her plan after they tourniquet her boyfriend's arm. And while he's alone, he gets talked to by old Goron Vizhnik, who's got an insane contraption on his chest. It looks like it's pulling him, like it's pulling muscle and tendon through grind, yeah. like yeah. Or something. But it's like through that. his chest, like, yeah. a, like a steampunk heart. It's, yeah, and it her- it hurts him. He says every moment is agony. But basically, he's like, you were supposed to just like open the box. You should have done it yourself. Um, which is kind of shitty because then he would be dead. Yeah. Um, but he's like, you know, I brought everyone here. Like that, it's here, and yeah, yeah. she got away his, from me with his it. His plan's working pretty well, actually. And that's why he didn't want to touch it himself. That's right, because he knew better. Yeah, and so it makes sense that like Voigt's henchwoman, when Voigt disappears, grabbed that and hit it. Basically, yeah, it does. And it's been six years. Finally, gets it back. Oh, it's so good, guys. Yeah. They're doing a good job. It's really great. What do you what do you think, Steve? Talk about that van scene real quick. The woman gets she so she's flipping switches. They go to the billionaire's house and there's a wet bar that has a fuse box for like all the lights and stuff in the uh, little showroom area there. And so she's flipping the switches and a uh, passageway opens up in a wall which she goes into without telling anybody and of course the door closes and you know she gets stabbed in the back by the billionaire who's yeah. kind of like running around in the yeah. wall. So she stumbles out finally and her friends find her and the main girl, Riley, knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. And so they get her, they put her in the van, right? So as we're leaving, you see like what we've been seeing every time uh, somebody gets punctured by the lament configuration is the walls open up and the Cenobites come out. But now they're in a van, so yeah. this time I was thinking, like, how are they going to figure this she's one gonna out? She's going to have to stop the van. So no. she's riding in the back of the van, and the van starts elongating and turning yeah. into, or like the inside of it, turns into a stone passageway. And she looks, and she looks at the driver's side of the van, and it's getting further and further yeah. away until it's nothing. And it is an amazing, like... It is way remarkable. of showing that, yes. Yeah, and she crazy. was tortured quite a bit. Oh and yeah. <laughs> when her character was kind of like the character in a previous movie, 
that would have been the main girl mm-hmm. because she was just nice yeah. and pure and like all she was was a good friend yeah who was really upset about Matt being missing but also cared about the shithead sister yeah um so yeah it's uh it's good yeah. I also just want to give a shout out to the person who mixed the sound because I can fucking hear their voices for the most part yeah. the only times you can't hear it is when it's kind of purposely muddled I think yeah Oh, like, Pinhead's voice is amazing. Oh, Pinhead's voice is just... Well, this is one of the few that we've watched that's in Dolby Atmos. Yes. Like, know, and I have it set to to isolate the voices yeah, more for you. Yeah, that's true. So Pinhead's voice is a mix of a man's and a woman's voice. Yeah. So depending on how you're listening to it or at what point you're queuing into what she's saying, you can actually hear a woman's voice or a man's voice. And it's like... Even it's the like voices, that Yanni Laurel thing? Yeah, even the voice is androgynous. Oh, that's cool. And so, like, it's... I'm still not sold on her being basically flayed and have... Because she has, like, normal lady legs, which, like... No, her whole body has, like, um... Has... She wasn't the one that had the normal lady legs. Oh, no, 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 it's the fish. Yeah, her right. whole body right. has, like... She's been flayed, but, like artistically yeah like her some of her fingers have no skin but some of them do yes yeah, and right. it just yeah, yeah, and yeah. some of them have like a strip down and that's like that all over her body and like yeah. all of her ribs are exposed but she should be called pin face because the back of her head yeah. doesn't have any pins in it but it's the yeah. top of her head does. not only the top yeah. of it but like it's from the top Maybe it's down she, you still have to sleep man you're gonna sleep with pins in the back of your head yeah, that's i mean she's point. in hell yeah. <laughs> Loki. Loki's trying to get a treat and I am excited about watching the more movie. Who mm. boysy? Fuck yes. That was right so movie. good. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that was amazing. And so basically, you know, they're in the house, boyfriend's betrayal has become clear. Yeah. This said last time. Um, the evil, uh, what's-his-face has stabbed the boyfriend of, the, uh, Goron, the evil billionaire has <laughs> the stabbed. The evil what's-his-face? The evil, there's a few evil people. So the Goron has, um, the evil billionaire has stabbed the, the boyfriend of her dead brother, um, and he's about to be killed, but turns out that Goron had a plan to trap all the Cenobites. Right. Yeah. That was his fortress, wasn't to keep people out. It was a cage. It was a cage. And so she, Riley, ends up being able to kind of scurry. And she uh, is able to grab the device. What's it called? The lament configuration. Is that what the whole device is called? Yes. Okay. The lament configuration. She grabs it and she kind of uh, opens all the gates. The guy is able to have his conversation with Pinhead. And it turns out that Pinhead, or that... He had chosen pleasure when he got to like talk oh, to feel, the guy. Yeah, feelings. Feelings. Sensation. 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 That's the word and so he chose sensation because he'd had all of the sensations before. And so what they but they they don't do pleasure, they just do pain. Yeah. So they slammed this thing and it was like attached to all of his nerves. Yeah. So just it randomly hurt. It's not like every five minutes, it's like just completely randomly. So he's just always in pain. So he wanted it to get taken out. Meanwhile So it's like people with sciatica. Yes. Meanwhile, she has, like, run off with the, the stick thing, the lament configuration, um, ha, has found her, I hopefully, ex-boyfriend, and um, her... Well, he has to be. He's dead. <laughs> well, no, it's like, not in the... You just gave it away. Oh, sorry. 
She basically wants to save her brother's boyfriend, his yeah. life, because he's being like, he's got all these wires around his body. Um, and so she stabs her ex-boyfriend in the gut as an exchange. Yeah. And then he ends up getting flayed. Yeah, some pretty gnarly... Pretty gnarly shit. Meanwhile, uh, Goron gets to have all the stuff come out of his body, and yeah. his body heals, and he laughs, and he's really happy. For a... Yeah. For, like, a second, and then the giant Cenobite ship that has the god in it... Leviathan. Leviathan in it throws down a huge chain into his chest, and they're like, bitch, you're gonna be one of us. <laughs> And the movie ends, she basically is like, she does not choose resurrection. She has a sneaking suspicion that it wouldn't be her brother. Yeah, it's the be careful what you wish for stuff. Yeah, and so she chooses nothing. So she chooses, the. they say it's the lament configuration because she's going to regret it for the rest of her life. Um, And so uh, she gets to leave with uh, her brother's boyfriend. uh, And then she ends up, I hope they weren't married and I've just been like calling, anyway... Um, and then uh, Goron become we get to see his penis, kind of twice, just sort the bulge. Yeah, yeah. Whoever wrote that in the parents' guide didn't know what a penis. No, gen- it's male just like they've never like. seen it before. It looked like a Ken doll. So no, he had like a bulge. You just Ken dolls he did have not a bulge. have any balls though. No, it was just a bulge. Yeah, it was. It just was like, like Alan Rickman in Dogma. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up because I think that's what he turned into a Metatron. Yes. He turned into the Herald of Leviathan. Oh really? Yeah. So he basically is like splayed out on this thing and gets turned into a Cenobite. Loki is really trying to get dog treats. Yeah, but oh, he doesn't want them. No, he doesn't want to eat them, but he does want cat treats, and he thinks that it's the same. But it's not. It's not. But yeah, man. It was pretty amazing. This probably, I mean, I'm going to have to give it time, but right now, I fuck, I love this movie. One thing I will say, though, is there is no way she does not go to jail. Because oh, yeah. think about it. A relapsed drug addict who was present at, the, uh, at her brother's missing. Yep. Her friend, her brother's friend goes missing. Yep. Her um, boyfriend, boyfriend goes, missing. goes missing. Yeah. They break into a house. There's blood all over the van. Yeah. And she's at the center of it. It's yep. all fine. There's no way she doesn't go to jail for that. It's all fine. No. <laughs> but maybe uh, maybe she'll start a new life. Um, it is... What I love about Pinhead's outfit, which we didn't talk about on the podcast yet, is that they have a dress... Or it's like a trench coat, but My it's like... My head cannon is as her skin. Yeah, yeah, that me too, because it yeah. looks like it comes all the way down, but it begins at the waist, so it's like a yeah. skirt, and it is a flesh. It's the same color so as their flesh. So, it's the old torso skirt. So, yeah. what I... Now that we, you get a good chance to look at it, and uh, it does resemble what the original pinhead yeah. wore, with the exception that it's flesh-colored, and it's... It's not feminine, but it is a... They play the androgyny really well. Yeah. Did you know, like, when she spoke, did you notice that... You know, when you said it, because the thing is, I was hearing the feminine version of it. Yeah. But when you said you can hear the other one, I could only hear the masculine version of it, but it still sounded kind of off. That was pretty cool. I've got to say that, um, I mean, I I like the outfits of all the Cenobites. Like, none of them were wearing leather. You yeah. know, so it wasn't... They ditched the bondage. Yeah, though there yeah. was a reference to the bondage in uh, in a sex cavern. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that was just the guy. He yeah, was he was just that. into pleasure. Yeah. Um, well, the <laughs> what about a brewer's brewer's, John? You want to give a shout out to one of the beers you drank? Oh, I was just polishing off all the summer beers because they they've been in like a Yeti. Not a Yeti. We had a, a not a, what is it, Coleman? It's an igloo. An igloo. We got a, an igloo version of the Yeti for yeah. our honeymoon or for our wedding from Greg and Allison. Um, and shout out. And uh, and they those beers have been in there for like two months, three months. Probably. But I guess they're still fine. They're fine. Were they cold? They were, well, yeah, I put them in the fridge. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so that but I was. I had to get rid of all, because there, so there was Summer Shandy from Lightning Kugels. Yeah. And then there was, um... He's been moaning about all drinking all the summer, summer beers because it's snowing outside. Yes, I have to get rid of them. We're going to get six inches of snow uh, on, like, Sunday and Monday. Uh, yeah, Steve's going to get to play around in it. I'm um, not ready. You're not ready, bud? I know. Not no. mentally. I got the snowblower out today and started it. I saw that. I, I gave John a honey-do list when I went to work today. Which yeah. included... You're lucky my stuff. schoolwork wasn't too taxing, so I had time oh, to get all that I'm done. lucky. It's not like you live here. I saw that you got both of the hoses. Did you get both of the hoses? Yes, both of the hoses are put They're away. So all the outside stuff's put away. Before violently exploded. Yes. We need to put away that um, the siding that's in the backyard. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure what was going on with that. Well, now that the choring uh, part of Brewers... What's your grossest corner for Jesus this Christ, fucking movie? Ah... Man, uh, I think for me it was when the eccentric billionaire got all the shit removed from his yeah. chest. Oh yeah, that was uh, the dripping yeah. and his drool was yeah. so realistic. That yeah, it, like touched a special spot in me. I um, I'm kind of like torn between the boyfriend getting flayed. And then something similar happens to the female friend that's just a nice lady. Yeah. Um, and she gets some. We get to see her torture. She's the first one we actually get to see fully yeah. in camera. And there's some creepy, horrible stuff that happens where they put a pin through her throat. Yeah. Right and through tell, her, yeah, her... And tell her that she'll be experiencing, like, the heights of pain. Um, so there's that. How about you, Steve? I would say... I mean... There are so many instances, but I, I would think... Watching the boyfriend's arm get degloved. Yeah, that was gross. That was gnarly, man. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, there's great effects in this movie, too. Yeah, I've got to say, the effects are great. Yeah. The practical mixed in with the CGI. Yeah. You kind of wonder, like, it'd be interesting to see, like, some behind-the-scenes footage of what they looked like. Yeah. Like, how much of the stuff on them was CGI versus just what they were dressed up as. Hey, Halloween's out on them. Yeah. Oh, the new Halloween. Well, yeah, that's out. It's on the reboot wheel. Okay. Um, so the next movie we're watching is going to be Carrie 2. Oh, yeah. God. But, so should we just wait to put to press the button, or should we press the button now? Because I want to put this in two weeks. Oh. So we're recording out of order, everybody. So what is the next on the list? It's whatever see. after Carrie is. It is... Uh, Stephen King. Oh, a Stephen King wheel. Yes. Give me that wheel. Can I press it because I'm pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> Let me get to the Stephen King wheel. It is the biggest wheel of them all. It oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't even include the ones we've already seen and are now nope. on the sequel wheel. And it doesn't include the ones that have super long series. The Dark Tower. 
Okay. 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 I don't know how I feel about that. That's you don't. Well, is that is that a movie or? Yes, a it is a movie. It's a movie. It's got Idris Elba in it. I it never does? have seen it. it. Plays um the main guy. Oh yeah. Now is it based off of all the books or just the first one? Just the first one. Yeah. There's a reason why there's no more of them. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Dark Tower. Okay. Are you ready for the, uh, for the, trailer? Yeah. Well, here it comes. If uh, Chromecast, oh, you may want to turn it down though. Ah. The, that's a good call because it's going to be loud. Oh my gosh! I just looked at the lights on the yes. on the soundbar. We're very much high. So yeah, Chromecast takes a minute because it's got to open up multiple things. Here we go. And then you have to like click the wrong one. No, I clicked the right one. Oh shit! saw the preview for this recently. Oh. Not the preview, but just clips from it on, on my... I heard the effects of him reloading his gun. Yeah. Because that was a big thing in the book on how he could reload his gun in one... Yeah. Know. But... So... These visions, as you call them. What do you see? I see a tower. This is interesting. The man in black. And the gunslinger. Oh. Do not Yeah, the first dark tower is called the gunslinger. Yeah. I've been seeing the, um, what is it called? I've been seeing uh, clips from this movie on my t- Facebook TikToks. Oh. And so, and I actually really wanted to watch this movie recently, and I meant to Google Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey in a movie and figure it out. Well, you know, it's been figured out for you. That's right. You're a gunslinger, right? There are no gunslingers. The man in black want to destroy the tower. The tower protects both our worlds. If it falls, hell will be unleashed. He's like the devil, isn't he? No, he's worse. You can't stop what's coming. Death always wins. Your world might be gone, but mine isn't. You let that tower fall, billions of people die. Bullets in the world. You don't like Earth a lot. Sad <laughs> <laughs> heard good things about this film. Yeah. I've not seen it, but I heard good things. Did you tell the And I like the Dark Tower so games. Oh, yeah. I don't remember any of this from the I first book. Tell him for both of us. I thought the first book was like all of the old Guns don't kill people. His mind kills people. Yeah, I killed some guy. I kill with my heart. Oh, his heart, heart kills people. Okay, so I feel like I'm gonna have to reread the Dark Tower because I don't. I remember Jake, and I remember him, but I don't remember anything about it going through like a, like the modern day and shit. Uh, I've read too many of the Dark Tower books, where I can't remember what the first one encompasses. Okay. So a while back, David texted me. He's been going. David's the, our older brother. Uh, your older brother. My older brother, Caesar. Um, uh, so he texted me a while back, and he's on 
Wizards in Glass or something like that, or he was he read Wizards in Glass, and it was so bad that he refused to read the rest of the series. <laughs> this movie bombed in the box office. Really? It got it got tore up by the critics too. When McConaughey, yeah, ends, it's got a fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've just seen like um, the on the on my TikToks on Facebook that I watch. I've seen some clips of it where he basically it just follows the black man walking around. That's Matthew McConaughey's character, and he just tells people things like "Don't breathe." It's the man in black. Yeah, the man in black, yeah, the and black so man. <laughs> the black man. But when um, there's a really cool scene, I'm just gonna give it away, uh, where basically he gets. Like, there's two gunslingers. It's um, Idris Elba and, like, an older man that either is his dad or whoever he works with. Um, and he tells the other guy not to... Don't breathe. So he stops breathing. And yeah. then he tells Idris Elba to live forever. And then he walks away. Yeah. Okay. Well, this movie, it contains... Combines elements from several novels. Okay. In the eight-volume series. As well as elements from The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Oh, okay. Well, it's in the same universe. Well, it's in the same universe yeah. as it too, because Pennywise yeah. is through the dark. Well, it's the same well. in the stand because Random yeah. Flag is the yeah. man in black. Really? Yeah. yeah. And Pennywise is in the Dark Tower series as well. Yeah. Yeah, that dog so. is snoring. You know what that means? It's bedtime. <laughs> okay. There's two things left to do. Uh, stay scared and stay merry. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>